called weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Hello, all you weirdos, and welcome to episode 370 of the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. This is a Star Wars episode where me and my man, Matt, will be going through Star Wars Doctor Aphra number 18 in just a moment before we do that, though, if you're enjoying everything you hear on our feed, go over to the uh, Twitters and follow us at WS Marvel Comics. If you do that, we'll follow you back 100%. That's how we play this game. That is uh, a policy, is what it is. Also, go and check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdscience, to help us out and support us and inspire us for all the things that we do. If you're listening to this podcast or any others, and sit there and think, boy, I'd like some more podcasts. Well, we got a place for you to go. Patreon.com slash Weird Science, where we have a ton of shows each and every day. Something comes out, a lot of it being Marvel, and one of the big Marvel things. Each and every Thursday, we have our badass Patreon-only spotlight. Two books from that week's books that Marvel is putting out, picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew, uh-uh, to have a spotlight episode. A podcast that is usually about an hour long this past week. The badasses picked some pretty big books. You end up having Ben Riley Spider-Man number one, a really good book there, and Silk number one. That's a comic book as well. Ha, and you'll get to hear what we think of those, me and Jason, on that spotlight episode, which I hope that people would be interested in listening to other things that we end up doing. Just quickly on the Marvel side of things, me and Matt, who you're going to hear in a second, me and him do a comic book crisis power hour show. We're going through all of the big events and crisis at both DC and Marvel Comics. And right, right now we're going through the original Secret Wars and also Crisis on Infinite Earths this past week. This comes out every Wednesday, by the way. This past week we did Secret Wars number seven. So that's something. That would be of interest. I think of people who are into Marvel Comics. So with that, yeah, just go over and check out patreon.com slash weird science. I'm not going to say any more about that right now because we're going to get into the podcast. Me and Matt talking Dr. Afra number 18. All right. And here I am with my man, Matt. What up, Matt? What up, Jim? What up? And we have Dr. Afra number 18. This and Bounty Hunters seems to be a biweekly book mm-hmm. now. I mean, every time we get to a book, it's like, what do we? Oh, we're doing Afra again. <laughs> oh, we're doing Bounty Hunters again. It's fine. And I do like Alyssa Wong. We've, we've been talking about her a bit with the whole deal with the X books and things like that. Yeah. And when I thought about it, it's one of those I'm not going around and telling people they have to read Afra, but when we read it, everything's fine. And it, it's usually well done. I mean, you enjoy it. It's not our favorite, but. We do like the character and everything. And this is an issue that kind of gets you back to seeing Lucky, just Lucky, who makes me laugh that nobody uses the joke in here because he seems to be the unluckiest guy, but he's called just like, you got (laughs) to say something. Also, at a point, I think he wants to have a name change. Uh, And maybe he's hinting at it. Be funny. Just fady. But he's like, (laughs) you believe in luck or fate? And he's like, I'm I'm thinking of maybe changing my name, but. We're going to get into this right now. Dr. Afra, number 18, Conjurations. The issue is called, written by Alyssa Wong, art by Minkyu Young, 
Colors by Rachel Rosenberg's letter by VCs Joe Caramagna. Rogue archaeologist Dr. Afrin Smuggler Senestoros have been put through their paces from encounters with Crimson Dawn to being betrayed by Just Lucky and Ariol to surviving an explosive brush with an ancient piece of ascendant technology called the Thought Dowser. Worst name ever. Those <laughs> two have been busy. As And now, as if that weren't crazy enough, Avra's old enemy, Kofan Ferris, you know that Kofan Ferris, we'll see later, has returned. I, I wish that they spelled out that there was like a really other famous, you know, Kofan Ferris, the, you know, singer, something like that. There's because there's be another one. There's a part here where Sana <laughs> just comes to like the weirdest epiphany I've I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and also goes with the idea of me and you joke about almost every other week as well. It's the bi-weekly joke we have of names being either the most unique thing that only one person in the whole galaxy has the name or, <laughs> or whatnot. It's so weird. You know, we know everybody's named Cadalia in the universe, uh, but or nobody is. But now Afra has anything to say about it. So you're going to have all this. And we get a quick reminder. I don't know if this is Alyssa Wong thinking that people because maybe you didn't read the crimson dawn you gotta end up or you know war of the bounty hunters that you're gonna not know what happened with just lucky and ariel and maybe you forgot about them yeah because they haven't if you haven't been reading for that long you're gonna have to be brought up to speed with everyone but i don't know does this does this scene make it seem like ariel is is due to be killed soon because all of a sudden you have just lucky, you know, and then they were boyfriends before. And now you have this deal where they had a, a parting, they, they separated, but then they got back together for the war. Of the yeah, Bounty I think Hunters. He's, he's, he might be a limited uh, life going on here. After yeah, this. That's what it seems, because right. At the, even with the pick where you have the Twilight talking to just lucky, they're talking about, you know, what happened. And hey, where's Ariel? I haven't seen him. Well, you know, that's weird. But, you know, we kind of. Had some good times in that War of the Bounty Hunters. At least we kind of got together again a bit and, you know, kind of pushed the past behind. And she's like, oh, my God, that's pretty cool. Uh, you know, what went on? And you do see where he apologized to Ariel. They've had some problems. And he said, my, and you get it. You get a lot of this. My layabout gambling brother. <laughs> that guy always comes up every now and then. Oh, my God. Know. Anything <laughs> bad with you. Like, just lucky would be just lucky if that brother skedaddled. <laughs> also, we keep saying with that, get that guy off of Canto Bite. You, you still think that he's there, right? You can't live on a casino planet. You can't live on a casino. Problem. I mean, that's the, it. you have the deal where if you're, uh, you know, a gambler, you, you're addicted to gambling. You're addicted to drugs. This would be like a heroin addict on heroin planet, living on a poppy field. Uh, I mean, just living right in there, right in the, <laughs> the factory. Just do that. I don't know how they do stuff like this. <laughs> in there, a factory. A lot of scientists go to. Them. But yeah, he he's on a gambling planet, known just for gambling, mm -hmm. and he's uh, you know a gambling addict. Get him off there. Yeah, that's like one of the first things when you go rehab and stuff you have to change your ways by not you know being around things so that's never going to be a you almost think that at some point we're going to get you know all of a sudden we're going to see Pac, his brother full out because they they got to get rid of him too <laughs> something has, he can't have that tether that's always happening mm -hmm. and always being the thing that he can blame but he does and he goes and you know that's when they ended up getting blasted on the brig of the vermilion the crimson dawn's fortress flagship and when they were kind of knocked out, he goes over and holds Ariel and says, listen, 
I, I'm sorry. You know, he thinks he's dead and says, and, and this would happen, you know, somebody you think or is dead, they knocked out. Him. Yeah. So he, he's like, oh my God, he's got a pulse. So he's like, okay. Yeah. And he says, I'm sorry for leaving you, six kin in you, packs debts, we're causing too much problems. You know, I have to protect my little brother, but I left without telling you I'm sorry. I, I, I hope that we can, you know, do some stuff later, whatnot. And he thinks that Ariel does not hear that, but he obviously does. Mm-hmm. But why is he missing now? It's, he seems missing because he hasn't been around this yeah, far. Yeah, he has no clue been. where he is. He's asking people where he is. And then in, in like little ways, and I think that Alyssa Wong does a good job with some of the stuff in here where, you know, you don't have to go through everything. There's a lot of repeat in this, but you don't have to go through like, hey, what about Ronan Tag? You, you have something to bring that up. You have this ring. Hey, how'd you get that ring? And we just see that he swiped it. He took it off his corpse or almost. Yeah, he's like corpse. like one of those bad like grave things back in the day that ends up like, you know, that's why, yeah. you know, Flava Flav said 911's a joke back in the day because they'd lift your wallet and stuff. So you end up where he's got this ring. And you, again, there's the connection to remind you, Ronan Tag, which we'll see a little bit later in like a little bit of a panel of him and his cool face tattoos now, his mm-hmm. face burn tattoos. But you know, all this really leads to is, eh, you know, I got to go and, you know, maybe deal with Ronan. And you end up having this Twilight Bartender. It's like, well, I hope that works, but you're dealing with monsters like that. And he says, well, if you're going to deal with monsters, why not steal from them before? Okay. Pretty cool. And then he says, if, if you find Ariel, let me know. Do you think Do you think uh, she'll let him know, or is that just a comment that he's making? I, I think that maybe she'll find out some... If there's anything here, she'll get word, because she's a bartender. Yep. I think that somebody will come in here and say, we'll see some weird scene, like, man, they got this kid, and they're making him do this. And I think that this is just going to be the setup for, you know, just Lucky's going to have to go save him and, and go get him, maybe. Or it's a, hey, I heard Ariel's dead. All right. Oh, well. <laughs> and your brother as well. Okay. Uh, all this should. And eventually, I mean, we keep doing this. I just want him to team up. I honestly, Sana. if Ariel, if the next panel was like, he's dead, I'd just be like, okay, let's move on to the next. I mean, I'm telling you, if that's the case, I need like, and somehow it, it, it will always be, and hopefully it ends up being the final deal with, you know, something that's artifact, something where you'll have Sana. And Dr. Afra and, you know, Afra involved so that they can kind of, I just want them to be on the team so we can have one story. But this isn't exactly. bad. Just going no, it's not bad. bad but, no. So then you go and a lot of times in the books lately, there's been things, Star, the regular Star Wars book. We, we keep thinking we're going to get this. All right, here we go. Two months scavenger hunt. And then it shocks me the opposite way of, man, we just went through 17 of these places and went, it, it's actually done pretty well to get mm-hmm. to the action. The fast they keep, yeah, they keep going to find this ascendant tech. They're using that list that they got from the dealer that was, you know, the mentor type of deal for Afra. And the problem is, Ko, the villain, the ascendant obsessed, you know, person, they end up where they're always a step ahead. So when they get there, there's, oh, and doesn't just go in and steal the tech. And, you know, because the idea that they keep running into rituals mm-hmm. is a little odd, but I guess it's supposed to show that this co is in it to win it here and also is pretty bad. Like, really, you know, because I don't think you need to do these rituals to get the tech because I don't think that Afra and Sana are going to do rituals 
It seems I like think, she's practicing that one ritual over yeah, and over, maybe. So it must be like, okay, each ascendant tech. Now, the weird thing about it is you would think that the play here is to go and, oh, you have this tech well. There's this ascendant, you know, thing where I do this ritual and it'll tell me if it's real. The weird play of this is what is real and not for ascendant tech? Because most of this stuff is just tech. And that's what Ko has been using anyway, because even in these rituals, you have these bodies floating. And I, I did sometimes the art in this book, which I do like, it, it <laughs> loses me a bit in the storytelling bit sometimes. And we've said this before, but when they go in and there's these bodies floating, <laughs> I thought it at the point where they walked in, the bodies were falling at first on them, almost like like that's the trap. Then you see they're floating, but you never, I don't know, I didn't ever get the wow factor of dead bodies floating like it looks it, like they're it, floating in zero gravity basically which is so if this was like and it reminds me of like something that would be like a, a ghostbusters but you know maybe even a horror you know deal where they would be spinning and, and all these crazy things and their arms would be flailing and stuff like that vomiting. yeah they're yeah they're just there <laughs> floating or they're, they're dead right yeah and they're dead so it looks like somebody hit the zero g button and they're just there well and in, in fact they did right yeah, because in Star Star Wars, you, they don't they've conquered gravity. So that to me, gra- this isn't a really a big deal. I mean, they have ships that fly. I think it's more their dead bodies. But you yeah, have you just... know you have this circle that they keep making scorched blood stuff like that. So I wish that this was more visual of them like zipping around. You need a you wider to, shot. You have to maybe. duck them. They're, they're flying around. A guy's you know arm falls off. Uh, yeah. But it's all tech. <laughs> so the idea of getting like ascendant. Stuff is made so that they can go and circumvent the idea that I'm not force sensitive and I could become a Sith, right? Mm-hmm. So why is it that you know you end up having Ko go back and it went, oh, another fake? Well, what what really is a fake? I know that they're trying to find this temple. There is, we'll get to it. There is like a Lord of the Rings type rhyme that goes with it that you end up being immortal, but. Everything that I've seen with the Ascendant stuff is just tech, and the tech that you end up having co-use is just, you know, devices and things where even this ritual, the idea is that there is an anti-grav, you know, device. But the weird thing about this, and this is the play that I'll go later, this anti-grav device is on one of the guys, dead guy's arm. Mm -hmm. Afra gets it, clicks it. I don't know what happens then because it then looks like the one guy might zip up more the way the artist. I, it, uh, I thought the guy would just fall, just fall at their Once feet. Once it's deactivated, he should fall. Yeah, and he just it just goes and it and he just, stays. Yeah, and maybe even goes higher. Look, yeah, it, like when it says shoop, is that them slamming into the ceiling or something? Ceiling, but why wouldn't they fall? But with that, look, <laughs> because the rest of these guys and gals and dead bodies, they all have those devices all over them. Mm-hmm. This is what was on. The hands. Remember when the hands came flying yeah, yeah, at yeah. them and they're like, oh my God, it's this stuff. I just imagine how many of these devices do you have to have? Like every time Ko goes somewhere, she attaches 15 of these things around. I mean, these things have to be something, but. They got to cost a lot of money too. Yeah. So why do this to not even know if anybody's even going to come later? How many, do like need, weird. How, many, well, how many do you need to support weight? Body that's weight? what I'm saying. Is it just and one that, or do you need 10? That's my point later. You're a little fatter than that one, so you need a couple more. Yeah, I know. Like, this one looks like one on the head, one on the same arm. And like, yeah, yeah what are you doing here? And again, I never got 
the idea now you would expect in the background but it's not played out well in the issue that ko is doing this to taunt afra and sana i mean you can you can maybe think that not really ever play out like oh you know they're messing with us now no it's just like oh they did this as if it it was a ritual they needed to do but when you end up having ko back in their house this rundown house with all this equipment here it's another fake, uh, another and another. All these things that they've gone and grabbed have been fake. So where is this point? Like, why are at one time the ritual was, and you end up having Afro like, yeah, I kind of like that one. Ripped out tongues, stapled <laughs> to the walls. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Why uh, though? Sana didn't I didn't want to hear that. Remember at the point where we thought at the deal where there was a ritual done with the thought dowser that seemed even more of like you know it was but what but that's a that's a real yeah. artifact so you you proved it was real because if you go in and you you have to kill these guys first right and then attach those things to them so what do you have to do like, both what is the process what's here? the point of elevating them and what's the process of doing that to just take the stuff back to realize it's a fake. The thought tells it was not. Like it's, I, it it's, gives it gives Affer an opportunity to collect a bunch of them. It does, and so she yeah. has them. And and with that, I don't understand. Like we'll talk about it when we get to it. She seems to have grabbed one of these, maybe grabbed more, but you end up also. I think it's supposed to show that Co is sadistic and evil, but yeah, over overall, top. especially the way that it plays out with this. And the way the comics are nowadays, I'm guessing the idea that at the end, this is the sympathetic co who was the you know there at school, bullied. nobody paid attention, yeah. was bullied, yeah. and Afra doing some of that was led to this just so you you'll get the you'll get the scene. I mean, I I will bet it all on it. The scene of Co where trying to save at the last second Afra and you know Sana. It kind of turns and does something with the tech, but ends up being killed. And the last breath is, I just want it to be something special. That That's all you're going to get. That's mm-hmm. all the see seems to be. So I'm not sitting there. Plus, you kind of are making Co, even with that, kind of like a little bit of a joke. Right? You know what I mean? Like it's definitely a jokey character. Yeah. And so you you never get this threat. You never get this. It's just a matter of, all right, when are they going to catch up to them and, and kind of get this artifact, which they're. Just trying to get random ascendant artifact to take back, uh, you know, to Domina. That's all this is. So it's kind of, but again, I like the issue. I like the interactions. And mm. this is one of those issues that is starting to remind me of what we say about bounty hunters, where it's starting to tie up a lot of things, tie in stuff from before. And usually what you end up having in this book is a lot of, and we'll get it at the very end. And even it seems like Co is part of the idea of tying it back to the original Kieran Gillen run we we get a lot of those wink wink stuff because you know that was real popular whatnot but we are at the point now where you're starting to get callbacks to this run where you end up having Alyssa Wong being able to use these characters I mean Ronan Tag coming back which you said you were waiting for all along is one of that sort of things but mm-hmm. it was funny because they, they go and they're like well we got to figure out they're always ahead of us Ko's always ahead of us they must have the list. They must be doing this. Now, I'm thinking, like, just play the game while there's all these. Let's go to the end of the list now. Yes. Like, they're following the same rule. Let's <laughs> kind of twist it. But you end up where I know somebody. I know somebody that can set up, uh, you know, a scheme here. It's a good Afra thing to do. But when they go to this bar and they land and I see a bail, mm-hmm. I, I'm telling you at first, I'm like, 
Oh man, not that guy. I mean, that, <laughs> that guy. guy. Yeah. This was the guy with the Nahil drive that was a phony. That I swear doesn't seem like it would really tie into this that well. Like a Steve Jobs type, or I don't know. He was like a CEO. He guy. was a phony. He, and they and remember the big thing was it was a phony, but he was going to sell it. But if you try to test it, it'll blow everyone yep. up. We had that big deal. What What was funny is it almost was the. Hey everybody, let's buy Han Solo, but on such a little level because everybody wanted this this Nahil drive. Remember and what mm-hmm. we said then? We we didn't love the Nahil drive story because remember, like you even said, oh the Nahil drive. You mean that hyperdrive that's just a little faster? Just a little faster. <laughs> just a little faster. <laughs> so this guy is like a shyster. I wish that they played more. They're they're trying to give you the down on his luck guy. I kind of needed him a little more down on his luck. Uh but really, <laughs> if I think of something recent that this reminds me of, him popping up at first reaction was the Mandarin Trevor in the Shang-Chi movie where I'm like, oh, man, not I that know. guy again. That's what I said, too. I was like, oh, man. Yeah, that you're guy. like, oh, but the funny thing is, by the end of the scene, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I kind of want to see this guy get more of his comeuppance than he's down on his luck in the bar drinking. Uh, but they throw shade at him and go in. It is oh, again, though. This is a funny deal where this guy, strictly from this run, and was only eight issues ago. Seems like forever. It was right before the you know War of the Bounty Hunters. They go up to him like, "Hey, what's up? You you doing nonsense still with the heel drive? Remember us? Oh man, you're and it's like seeing the worst person you could. Like they ended up killing his dreams. Oh man, he's been thinking about them every minute. Oh, yeah, of every I mean, day. I'm telling you that the idea that he just says I'm going to call uh, the police, the city enforcers. No, he should be have a knife right to her neck. But How mm-hmm. dare you? I guess he is. He is more of like you know. You wouldn't think Steve Jobs would do that or Bill Gates, but you end up where stop harassing. No, no, no. Listen, I. I have a, a job for you. You're still going with that artifact trafficking network of yours. Like, it, it makes sense. But it is funny that you see he also has some talents here. Besides having that high-rising hairdo <laughs> that's like half of kid and play look going on right there. I mean, it is a high rider, right? Yeah. So oh, yeah. Also has his tunic on like a Luke. And so, like, hey, we got to put this out. And the, the play is to make another phony. Now, I don't like the idea that right after that, that when you end up having them going to make a phony listing on the network, first off, it would have been a cool thing that not just Co shows up. I mean, these things are bigots on the network. Maybe you're going to have competition, which I will get to by the end of something that I think might happen, but should be already happening. But you end up where already they're like, and this is Co. Oh, all fakes, all fakes. And you end up having them sit there and, and talk about this, you know, this prophecy. Again, it, it's straight from Lord of the Rings. I mean, it's, you know, one ring to rule them all. And mm-hmm. it, I'll read it. It, it. It's They say it twice in this. And it is long. But here, seven reach beyond the veil, while six hold lights to mark the trail. Five to bend both heart and mind. At that point, I was like, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm, Where's Gimli? <laughs> Four to seek, but three to find. Right there, I'm thinking immediately, and then later, exclamation point, three to find, is that, the, or is it going to be the three of Ko, Afra, Sana? I, I, it's like some of these things, but it's just a stupid riddle. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the heart lies life eternal. That's the big thing is what they want from this. 
machine and blood complete the circle, two's false division shall be undone without the force all, are all made one. And then says, oh, man, wake the spark beneath the flesh. Yeah, that's what I need. And I also think I'm going to change that circle to circuit. I think I translated it wrong. Now, with that, it won't rhyme. Mm-hmm. Eternal circuit. It won't rhyme. The droid comes over. Beep, beep, beep. That does not compute. It must rhyme. <laughs> and the funny thing is you end up having the droid come over like an R2. Beep, beep, beep. And you end up having Kogo. I know. I know it should rhyme. But circuit seems cooler. I got to think about it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it seems like maybe just the then the robot just talks. <laughs> it's weird that it's like the R2 beeping. And then all of a sudden I have to come to alert <laughs> you. I'm like, oh, my God, it's talking. But you have this new thing, the uh, ascendant tech. It is, it's crazy. It's the some kind of ascendant diadem owned by Bayul Adairu. That's what the listing says. That's the listing. <laughs> it doesn't sound right, right? No. And, and it just it, it can can Classic co-think Afro. like can co-think. This is real convenient. <laughs> this is so over the top convenient. Where I do like it now. This is twofold here. First off, it does look a lot like the black pink crown. Uh, that Uh-oh. they have on their album, hey, right? Bailey. So you got that. But also with that, you find out that Bayo Deirut has a hidden talent of drawing that I think he really got pleasure in doing. He, he made this, you know, kind he of mock-up. Yeah. yeah, he drew it up and put it on there. And I thought, you know, that's kind of cool. The guy does that. <laughs> Good job. Like, that. That's pretty cool. The guy has some talents. <laughs> made me giggle when they're like, they have to mention that. Man, he's the one who drew that <laughs> But yeah, you end up there with, and, and a cool panel, too, because you end up having Cole look at him. It's like, I mean, look at that. The Joker smile on them. Like, oh, my God, it, it looks like the Seeker's crown. They got so lucky here. This is just made up. This is Bale just <laughs> drawing something that is similar to it what wasn't based on anything. Yeah, it, she all just... it was based on was, hey, this thought dowser kind of looks yeah. like that. So do something. And it looks like it actually <laughs> resembles the thing that they need. To do all of this to get to the tomb of the Sparkin Turtle. <laughs> it's forced, but it's funny because I, I still think they're supposed to play off that Ko is not exactly, was not the greatest student because, you know, bullied. You feel bad. Maybe not but the smartest. Maybe person. not the smartest and really is like that person who doesn't have anything for themselves or really desperately. But usually when you get this, it's a quicker deal. This is more of a long form version of this. Usually it'll be like somebody who always wanted to be special. So they dress up as the Joker and Batman punches them in three panels and they're done. But mm-hmm. this is more of a long play, which is cool. But you end up like, huh, going against death, not fearing death. Who would want that? And then you just see everyone domina. Just lucky. I like just lucky almost looks like the paparazzi have chased him. And they, hey, just lucky. What are you doing with that ring? He's about he, to punch him. Like Alec Baldwin or something. Yes, he's about to punch him in the face. <laughs> and then, you know, you end up in who would want to be made whole and perfect? Oh, my God. There is Ronan with his crazy. He still looks I cool think he there. likes that look. I think he's going to keep it. I think it's it. cool. Yeah. I, I think that he should also get, like, a jacket with flames on it and stuff. It'd be pretty mm-hmm. cool. And, he, again, here's the funny thing about this is, just to go back to Ronan tagging his face tattoo slash burns and maybe... You know, horrific scarring. But 
in a universe where there's so many things going on, nobody's going to look twice at this. Nobody's, you would think that you would be like, oh man, I don't look pretty anymore, but who's going to look? Physical appearances don't matter in, in this I universe mean, at all. You have so Everybody many, looks like a monster. You know what you want to do? You want to look badass. And he looks, <laughs> he looks badass. I, I'm t- at one point, he even looks like he could fashion. He, he looks like Ziggy Stardust. I mean, you could fashion a, a, a lightning bolt out of that. It'd be pretty cool. Well, they were kind of hinting that Poe looks like uh, Ziggy Stardust, and that's what Aphra was saying. But he needs the pink hair. That's yeah, yeah, it's a crazy deal. So with that, though, I think that was also the idea of a real weird thing going on because boom, you end up having you know Co show up, but Co ends up being somebody that Sana and Aphra went to school with. So you have to say at some point, like, oh, a little change of look, whatever. But it's so weird the way this plays out, this scene. It just is, hey, you were duped. You know, there was no such thing as this diadem. Are you kidding me? You're ridiculous. They're firing at them. They're pissed off, and they're going to end up using the tech. You end up having, and I like the progression of that, where you have that gauntlet, that hand deal, Mm -hmm. and you see them press the button in the middle, and now we're going to go. But really... All we're seeing from any of this is you can kind of fake hover and force push stuff. So you end up where they go and, and Afra has to stop, you know, trash talking here, right? But Bale, I like because he's peeking out and it's almost all hair (laughs) coming out makes me laugh. But yeah. And then you end up, Hey, don't flatter yourself. You never had a heart. Hey, boom, I'm going to attack you because they're talking about things that happened before and how nostalgic things like that. You end up having all these blocks that are pushed from over where Co is, and it and even they're even floating on a giant like container box that looks mm-hmm. like you know going around, and starts yelling, "Hey, you don't even remember me. You didn't remember me until again." Yeah, that did. play. Yeah, and Afra says, "Wait, Co. I'm sorry for everything that happened. It was bullying, and everybody seemed to have done it and didn't pay attention." So Co says, "You know, don't lie to me, Afra. You didn't even remember me." But you could still be useful. Now, she did remember. Yeah, right? it's Sana that didn't remember. And with that, it's him. like that play they. of, yeah, nobody remembered. It should have just been everybody thought I was nothing. Nobody remembered me. But now you're going to see I'm going to be bigger and better than all yeah. of you. That's the whole play. And you end up all of these hovering blocks. You end up having them bring them down. You know, all this goes down on them. And they're saved by Afra with that one device the hover device but we already saw that you had to but you even said how many do you have to put on a guy who's you know you don't want to fat shame but the guy's put on a few pounds lately and then you got to put eight of them on they're holding blocks down by just the one in the blocks are way heavier than humans so you didn't see anything that where afra thought ahead and said okay that but there's so much of an ahead of they're gonna throw blocks on us because they're a one-trick pony we're going to go and put all these all over the place. Just no, it's just the one, but and, and the progression of it, I didn't love even with that one, but okay, we, we just go with it. Right. And you end up having uh, there you go, Coes to yell out, Hey, this is the, the rhyme again, the whole ascendant rhyme, which actually is only there so that Afra can say, Oh my god, I get it. After all of these centuries, all this millennium, and all you get is. The rhyme and Afra's like, I know where to go now. <laughs> she has figured it out instantly of what is going to be the deal. But Co runs off. And so y- you did have this, though, going in where at a point, hey, who is this person? Uh, oh, you know, it's it's Co. And 
we went to school with her. Don't you remember? And you end up having Sana know and then just goes, oh, that cup. Says the, the, the whole name, like, really? Like, how many? It, it's forced a bit. But it, I still, I, I didn't mind. Even if you don't remember a face from school or high school or whatever, you'd still remember the name, I think. Yeah. I mean, this would be like, hey, you, you, you don't remember Dr. Matt, you Cepheus <laughs> Razor the yeah. Eighth? No. Who's that? Oh, wait a minute. That Matt, a Cepheus Razor? Yeah, th- that's that. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's where you get this big <laughs> yeah. deal. But only at the last second. It's a Hail Mary, a last second, because what happens is, is that Afra realizes what they have to do is head back to Bear Left. That's where they went to university. That's where they all went. And there is something there that will tie into, and when they say back to, and it's kind of a fun thing, back to where everything began, back to Bear Left, that's where you started the Karen Gillan solo Afro series, uh, you know, with flashbacks and stuff like that, too, when they were going to school. So it looks like they show them as kids in the, in the, in the next cover. And so we're, that's what we're going to get. And now Flashback. it's going to be like one of those things where it better not be too heavy handed of the idea of, oh, man. What's up, Co? Hey, Co. And then all of a sudden, like, they start. But we've already gotten that. I got to see more of, you know, this Ascendant stuff. And what I said earlier, where I said, you know, they put that tech, fake tech on the deal. Seriously, I thought that it would have been a really cool play. Maybe not play out for a while. Boy, I wouldn't have minded having an idea where beep, boop, boop. (laughs) Oh, no, Darth Vader sees that because Darth Vader and and the other. I don't think that they'd go kindly with this ascendant tech that tries no to make you it. a Sith without yeah. the Force. Darth would be put, shutting that down immediately. Yeah, I mean, the idea of order that they're really pushing now and the idea of a Sith, and then you have this thing. Obviously, they were taken out at some point, and they're not around. I swear, I thought that it would have been a really cool thing where Darth's just there, and all of a sudden that thing pops up, and he sees it. You don't have to do anything more than that. Just have him see it and go, oh, radar. my God, because he would not be down with this he would not and maybe then even with that maybe he would be. maybe the idea of being i mean even if they said like hey everybody would be interested in being immortal to never die blah 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 and then that last thing is darth seeing that thing pop up because maybe he can mm-hmm. manipulate stuff yeah, just maybe, throw it in on a panel maybe i mean maybe he's so nonsense he's like wait a second this is the tech that can bring back amadal well, <laughs> yeah, she's gone darth. <laughs> that's, that's his first thought she ain't coming back but you know it would be crazy. I just, I, I think that it would almost been better if they hadn't revealed yet that this was tech that she was using, and that we still thought she had the real powers. I think they revealed it too early. Yeah, yeah, they revealed it right away because she could have been throwing these blocks around. Nobody would know why she's doing it. She's floating on stuff, or they are floating and do on it stuff. a little different than the the little pieces of tech on things. Make it so that it can create some, you know, stasis well, field and stuff like that. It throws it off a little bit because that thought dowser is tech, but it also links up with your brain like really crazily and makes you have thoughts. So it's a little different that way. It is, and that's why I think that they had that weird scene there with another fake. Because, yeah, it, and that's where you, it, there is that gray area, that blurry deal of, like I said, the ascendant stuff is tech that yeah. makes you, so where do you decide another fake? Because it's just tech. If I made tech and I said to you, you know, this is, you know, Apple product, the, the only reason you're going to ever know is because it doesn't have a logo. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, how do you know that this tech that works isn't ascendant tech like what is the deal like what is the yeah. overall because they're just going around pressing buttons I, and things anyway so it is weird um but it's you it's inter- just, he said it you introduced that as 
tech right away, and it would have been cool to think that, oh my god, there's a you know a Jedi. Sith that's what's going throwing around. me off. If In it this is era, tech. it's really crazy. So you would think it would, and then the reveal then of oh, it's just tech that would be good. Well, because it makes sense for them to be like, I can't, I don't have Sith powers, I don't have Jedi powers, I'm not linked to the Force, but I want to do the same things. So I'm going to create a tech that can basically do all that crap. Without actually being sensitive. With that, you do end up having, I mean, you could make it work right away. You end up having the Crimson Dawn are real interested in the idea that there's this rogue possible Sith, possible Jedi going around. We need that person on our team. Mm -hmm. We need to get them. And then when they find out that it's actually tech, now you can make an army. Uh, You know, then you start, oh, my God, that's big. And, And you skip that and just get to the. Hey, we can make an army because that's what it seems like Crimson Dawn and the Collector Guild was involved with. Uh, I think, was it like the librarian, the archivist, maybe it archivist, was? Yeah. I always forget the name. Uh, but yeah, they're involved in grabbing this tech as well. But that kind of gets pushed aside here. Well, this is a Crimson Rain tie-in. I don't yeah, know it's how Crimson, it ties yeah, it's in. Crimson but... Dawn that you have the deal. Well, you end up where, I guess at that one point, you get the Crimson Dawn symbol out of nowhere. And like, all right. Uh, but they're going to go back, <laughs> back to where it all began. Back, and back then I sit there and I'm saying to myself, okay, I can see that this is Co, but you're making them look a lot like Death Stick. At yeah, I, I didn't realize it till just now that that was because the red hair. The there. red hair just peeking out. And that's mm-hmm. the art. And Nicky Young, I like the art, but the art at points ends up being a little too subtle and, and misses some of the point of the storytelling. The idea of these blocks that the best thing ever, that's the cover. That why would the cover yeah, be what a, blocks what a lame falling cover. down? It is. It's it like, really is bad. That isn't even a big scene, and that's not even um their hand. Like it's it doesn't have the cool stuff on it. That's so weird. Like is somebody there? Oh my god, you spoiled the issue. That's weird. That's but, just Mink Mink Yu Young laying his hand down. Yeah, on the, yeah. I mean, what would you give this overall? Seven. Yeah, I think I'm a seven five. I'll, I'll go a little more positive, but. Again, and, you know, just if people aren't aware and things with all the podcasts we do and things like that, a seven isn't a bad score. No, seven is. I like this. You're going along. Everything's fine. You're not wowing us, but you're, you're going in Tell some interesting story. things. Once you get below a seven, then it starts to get a little more negative and gets mm-hmm. that. And again, when I always used to say, and I always have to point it out now because most people scoring, especially reviewers, starts at nine. You get the 9 to the 10. They're like, it's a 10-point scale. It's just all between 9 and 10. And uh, so I always no. have to bring it up, the idea. And it's, you know, when we give a score, I think that I've kind of spelled it out so everybody that I do podcast with, with you as well, it's a gut-feeling score. You're not sitting there and like, well, the art's a 3 and the colors are a 5. You just, at the end, you're just like, that's how it feels. And that's how I like to go because most people are reading an issue at the end. Whether they put a number on it, they have a gut feeling. Okay, that I, was that was cool enough. Yeah, I mean, I, I took half a point off for the art inconsistencies. No, that's, that's really what you wh- do. You I end up where it. you get the gut feeling and then adjust. So, yeah. yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I'm a 7.5 just because I like the bunch of things. And it is set up, but I like the setups. And I, I actually didn't mind a lot of times when we go off to say Just Lucky and we're on Kano Bite again. I didn't mind it as much. Because there were big things during the War of the Bounty Hunters and things going on with them that I want to know what's happening to Ariel and go. And mm-hmm. you get a little, you know, recap for people if they didn't know the connection. So, yeah, I thought it was okay. Pretty good. And that's that. So that's the end of the podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Go over to our uh, Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. Also, go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science, where you can get a bunch of uh, shows, a bunch of Marvel stuff, me and... Matt just ended up talking about Secret Wars number seven. Oh, yeah. A crazy issue that had 
I mean, the huge appearance of the new Spider Woman with the suit, right? Yeah. No, <laughs> she was there, but it, it all could have been huge. It wasn't an it also It's funny you you want to get that you know the black suit, the you know the symbiote suit for Peter comes in at issue eight. This is like a teaser to it, but to me that lessens everything. It was weird, but <laughs> yeah. that's one of the things that we talk about this week. Every week we have a bunch of shows every day and whatnot, and also go to our website weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com for reviews of a bunch of issues. But that's it. Thank you, Matt. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we will talk to you later. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.